the human spirit is being tested, but we have done this before and we'll do it again. And so I'm really grateful for that awakening. This is a wake up call. I am grateful for this wake up call and I'm grateful that we're experiencing it collectively, whether or not we're aware of it yet. I think slowly people are questioning themselves. Welcome back to another episode of The Human Entrepreneur. Today we have with us uh, Della. Hi Della, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I think it, it's the perfect opportunity to uh, to get you on the podcast, Della, because I mean, we're facing so much uncertainty. Before we get into anything, maybe a quick introduction to who you are. What's your elevator pitch? Okay, so I'm Della Michelle and I'm the founder of Love Yourself Anyway. I create and facilitate life-changing emotional wellness and personal growth programs that move you and I into action in the areas of our life that need it the most. My work explores the human condition, you know, what makes us thrive, what um, holds us back and how to live a life that we're inspired by. I, I really like that, Della. And mm-hmm. I mean, in, in today's in today's day and age, I don't know about you, Luke, but it, it, it's so different. And, you know, considering the fact that now there's this whole work from home and uh, yeah. exams going online, navigating through this change is becoming such an important, you know, life-changing decision where we, you know, it's, I don't think many of us have a choice. We have to deal with it. And yeah. I'm personally very scared and anxious. Uh, what do you have to say to that? I think for everybody um, around the world globally, you know, we are experiencing unprecedented uncertainty altogether. Um, I think collectively we're all experiencing, um, you know, trauma um, from the things that we're seeing on the news, um, what we're hearing about friends, families, um, and just the global health crisis as a whole. I think it's natural, um, considering that most of us in our time have never seen this um, type of kind of lockdown where we all have to be self-isolating, working from home, you know, people who are at university are, you know, are facing uncertainty about whether or not they're going to graduate exams. Um, So I think it's natural for us to um, feel anxious, feel um, a sense of kind of um, sadness, loss, um, and and overall fear, um, because it's uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. We've never experienced this um, before. And so these emotions are natural. And in fact, um, I believe that our emotional wellness and our mental health is going to be very much tested in this time. You know, we are going to see a big impact on people's um, mental health um, because of the current crisis. And Della, what would you say um, are some like starting to think about some protection um, methods and ways to stay resilient uh, with our mental health, what would you recommend to um, people would, during this challenging time? Okay, yeah, I would definitely recommend that first we um, really treat, start to cultivate a lot of self-compassion um, because at this time when we're kind of alone with our thoughts, we're self-isolating, the noise in our minds, the mind chatter can get really, really loud. And it's important for us to kind of remember to be kind to ourselves. And it's kind of asking ourselves at the beginning of the week when we're reflecting, how can I be more kind to myself? How can I not beat myself up so much? Um, How can I 
not run away with my thoughts because a lot of the time we're ruminating maybe recycling um unhelpful thinking patterns and when we're doing that we're not doing it from a compassionate standpoint we're kind of beating ourselves up and holding ourselves to um this kind of um we're holding ourselves up to a place where we can't actually meet the expectations of our inner critics. I'd say, starting with self-compassion, how can we be more kind to ourselves? You know, if somebody was in the same position as you and was feeling fear, was feeling anxiety, was irritable, um, didn't feel like getting up, what would you say to that friend or family member? How would you validate them, soothe them, you know, console them in this time? And it's kind of basically um, replicating that for our ourselves which as a society we don't do enough um it's almost as if self-compassion and being kind to ourselves is um seen as as a negative thing like you know you need to be tough on yourself in order to be resilient and succeed when actually um the opposite um is true and the work of dr kirsten neff around self-compassion is really powerful so i really encourage all listeners that if you're interested in understanding self-compassion um go over to um just type in dr kirsten neff self-compassion in google and there's so many resources from journaling for self-compassion to also understanding what it actually means um, to cultivate um, self-compassion. The next thing I would say is to really minimize the noise. And what I mean by that is we have so much negative programming that is kind of being bombarded um, down our throats, whether it's you know news headlines, radio headlines, um, emails, WhatsApp, I'm not sure if um, Varun and Luke, you've had lots of kind of scaremongering um, WhatsApp messages that basically are telling you that everything is going to be doom and gloom and and maybe sometimes a lot of um, fake news in some of these messages. So I would suggest kind of minimizing the noise. So basically choosing what you're going to consume. you know, ensuring that you're mindful of not consuming and um, consuming triggering content, because a lot of the time we're just consuming all this content and then we're wondering why we're feeling irritable and we're feeling anxious. And so we can do this by saying, well, actually, I'm not going to, um, you know, open up messages that I receive um, that haven't got a description about what it is and um, are, look like they've just been forwarded on like these mass emails or mass um Um, messages that get sent um, online. Um, It's also thinking about, okay, how do I control how much news I'm consuming? Do I take my notifications off my phone? Um, Do I only watch the news once a day so I've not got it on, on replay throughout the day continuously? It's just kind of trying to think of ways to protect your mental health and your and and your inner calm by controlling what you consume and starting the day off with positive content you know not maybe with the latest update on how many um people have contracted um covid but maybe looking at you know gratitude or looking at powerful and inspirational content online so those two things self-compassion and and kind of silencing um, some of the noise, um, external noise that we're experiencing and um, connecting with others as well is really important. Um, I encourage all the listeners and yourselves, um, Varun and, and Luke, to you know, connect with others as much as possible, um, obviously virtually, because um, we can't connect with each other physically, but using tools like um, um, house party, WhatsApp, Skype, um, 
all these different ways of um, communicating Zoom, um, taking classes, um, meeting up with people socially on a virtual platform, um, just to keep the connection, because we can't do it physically. And as human beings, we thrive on connection. You know, we're not designed to be alone. We're not designed to not be part of a tribe, so to speak. Yeah, I, I completely get that. And I think what, I want to pick on one of the points that you said, which was uh, uh, men, uh, the, the mind chatter uh, and yeah. you know the whole concept of the monkey brain. Uh, yes. I completely get that. And I think the first step in even, you know, realizing that is to understand that that's actually happening because most of the times, at least until this time, when you're actually sitting down with your thoughts alone, you're not very cognizant of the fact that those yeah. thoughts are even there in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, you know, getting yourself firstly aware that, you know, your your brain is chattering and it's, it's probably chatting shit with you uh, exactly. and taking you down these negative spirals. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, firstly, acknowledging that itself is is a huge step so anyone on yeah. that journey I, I think I, I I'd love to applaud you for that and yeah, yeah Della, I, I, I love the work you do you know like the love yourself anyway you're you're the founder CEO of that and in in that it's again like you said it's all about self-compassion and how do you you know love yourself anyway and I think it, it it's prevalent right now more than ever and I think you, you know you, you touched upon a few things which was uh, journaling, it was meditation as well. Uh, yeah. I think that helps me reduce my mental chatter significantly. But yeah. are there any other ways uh, that I or anyone else listening as a student can, you know, deploy certain techniques to help them calm down? Because, you know, right now, uh, my university has done exams, physical exams for over 50 years, and now everything's becoming online. While yeah. they are displaced themselves, we are displaced here as well, because now we're thinking of the future and then that's causing anxiety so what are the yeah. quick, quick things that we can do you know to ground ourselves okay so um you mentioned one important thing um awareness i think it's not about getting rid of the mind chatter because that's part of the human experience we'll always have mind chatter we'll always have the inner critic um it's understanding that we can never ever please our inner critic and so one way to do that is to get into awareness when the thought comes into your mind um, catching the thoughts and interrupting the pattern. So you, rather than trying to kind of get rid of the thoughts and think positive all the time, it's recognizing that thought, um, you know, having non-judgmental awareness to that thought and then replacing it with a more alternative, more, um, more helpful thought. So for instance, if you're thinking, oh my goodness, um, I'm not going to be able to work online. I'm not going to be able to get the um, best kind of tutoring um, online or I might not pass my exams because I'm so fearful and there's so much anxiety. It's saying to yourself, replacing that thought with, it's understandable that I feel this way. Of course I would. I've never experienced something like this before. However, I have the internal resources as in the wisdom that I've gained along the way, but also external resources to support me through this new reality. And, and, and when you say that you have the, the resources, the external resources, it's looking at how all the resources that are available online from your university, from other individuals and students who are going through the same thing. So that's one key point, interrupting the negative um, self-talk by treating it with compassion and not judging it and beating yourself up for thinking that way, accepting and saying, it's okay to feel this way. It's understandable because it really is. And then replacing it with a more supportive, more helpful, 
thought. And as you do that continuously, um, what the science tells us is that you, you basically create a new habit, a new mindset habit of not running away with your thoughts, of not ruminating, not going with your thoughts. So the thought comes in, but it then dissipates. So you almost change the channel. And so that's one powerful way to kind of bring the anxiety levels down. Um, another way is what I call the three minute, um, or not what I call the three minute um, um, breathwork technique, but in mindfulness, um, what is taught is a lot of breathing exercises and meditation to help us through um, rumination, anxiety, and stress. And the three minute breathwork is just literally three minutes of deep breathing. And what that allows us to do is to create space between our thoughts and our reactions. So our behaviors and our habits that are sometimes very self-sabotaging and negative. And so the um, three minute breath work, you can find um, so many different videos on YouTube um, and on um, the mindfulness, is it mindfulness.org, um, I believe online, if you type in three minute breath work and you can go through a kind of guided meditation or a guided breathe, um, breathing exercise where you're taking really deep breaths and really trying to create space between those kind of like unhelpful thinking patterns and that kind of inner self-critic and that 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 worry voice you know the voice of fear um that can be very 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 overwhelming and so um i really encourage that interrupting your negative thought patterns by replacing them with more helpful um um helpful thoughts um using the three minute breath work um which is a mindful mindfulness um technique and journaling um i know journaling sometimes for many people is kind of has been misinterpreted as a kind of dear diary exercise and it's so much more it's so much more you know it's a way for us to do that kind of curious inner inquiry and introspection work but also we know that the science tells us of the therapeutic benefits in terms of letting go, releasing um, all these negative thought patterns, getting out of our heads and gaining clarity. Because most of the time when we are engrossed in these unhelpful thinking patterns, we're in our heads. And so journaling allows us to actually really um, get our thoughts onto paper and actually see them for what they are. Um, Another technique that's really powerful as well, um, there's so many, but this one's really powerful, is um, what they call um, a thought record. And so what the thought record is, it's an extension to interrupting our negative thinking patterns um, that I just discussed. Um, and what you do is you actually write down the thought, then you go on to write down um, what you're catastrophizing about, what is the worst case scenario. And then you move into um, writing down what is a more helpful alternative to this thought. So this is kind of like mixing both doing a mental exercise and a journaling exercise, but actually going through the stages of um, feeling actions, feeling irritable, naming it, but then also saying, okay, writing down what is a more alternative, more helpful thought. And so just combining those two together is a really powerful technique. And again, doing a Google search of a thought record, you can get templates online. And I can also send um, you um, my version of the thought record um, um, to yourselves to try out. Wow, thank you so much for that, Della. Um, I think that the journaling uh, element is really important actually um, from earlier conversations with you that's 
um, where I really started to journey on, started to gain a appreciation of everything that was happening in my day and letting yeah. my thoughts um, really come out. So yeah, really um, grateful for that. And I can recommend that to all our listeners. Yeah. Um, just picking up on something that you mentioned earlier around um, positive content and yeah. gratitude, I think you can kind of get overwhelmed, like you're saying, yeah. with all this negativity. And I think we should, now's a time where we, like for a lot of us, we can be very grateful um, for the situation yeah. we're in. So how would you say um, someone should practice gratitude? And also on a personal note, what are you grateful for? Okay, so I'll start with what I'm grateful for. Um, I'm really grateful for this moment in time. And the reason why I say that is because the last few weeks, you know, I've experienced panic, chaos, I've lied in the lines for hand sanitizer and food. And, you know, I felt a real deep sense of fear for myself, for my family and for my friends and, and even the people that I'm um, who come onto my programs, who come to my website, um, there's been an overwhelming feeling of panic and fear. Um, but what I'm grateful for is that um, this week um, and last weekend during my reflection, I realized that we're made for this. This is what we are made for as human beings. And I was in, su in, in such appreciation of this moment, despite the sorrow and the pain and the chaos, the panic, I realized that we're meant for this moment. This is what human beings were built for. You know, we've stood the test of time um, in so many um, points of our evolution as, a hum as human beings. And we've been through wars, we've been through um, depression, we've been through all these different things that have tested the human spirit and we've come through it. And so for me, this is a moment to really not just um, appreciate that we're able to live this and see what we're made of, um, but it's a reminder that we are made for this moment and 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 the, the coming moments, we are made for this and we are strong, we are resilient as a species. And um, not only that, it's a wake up call. So I'm grateful for the wake up call, um, but the collective wake up call. So it's not just a wake up call where I'm having an aha moment, but around the world, people, whether we're in you know, a developing country or in the West, people are taking stock, have an opportunity right now to take stock of what's going on and really evaluate, where am I going? What am I doing? You know, um, how can I laugh more? How can I love more? How can I um, be intentional with my life? How can I find work that I love? You know, how can I cultivate um, a relationship with self um, that is better than the one that I have now? You know, how can I be more compassionate to self and others? So I think I am grateful of this moment because, you know, that realization that we were made for things like this or situations and events like this. And, you know, the human spirit is being tested but we have done this before and we'll do it again. And so I'm really grateful for that awakening within me. And, you know, I felt compelled. I shared it and in my weekly email at the beginning of the week that, you know, um, this is a wake up call. Um, I am grateful for this wake up call and I'm grateful that we're experiencing it collectively. Whether or not we're aware of it yet, I think slowly people are questioning themselves. 
And so that's the first thing um, um, I'm grateful for. But how can we cultivate gratitude? Um, it's an interesting one because people, a lot of people ask me, how can just being grateful um, for what you have um, really help you with your well-being? And the science tells us um, that not only does it um, really build, um, boost our immune system and boost our overall well-being, but the science tells us that when we focus on the things that we're grateful for, more of that shows up in our in in our experience. And what that means is this: the part of the brain that controls what we focus on is called the reticular activating system. And so it's the part of the brain that basically um, um, gives attention to certain stimuli or um, the reason why we will focus on a negative circumstance over a positive circumstance. And what's happening is, is this. Once we're constantly bombarded with negative situations and circumstances and we focus on those, you know, and the reticular activating system will begin to show us more of those experiences, events. So it doesn't mean that the things that we're grateful for, the good things that are going on in our life are not happening. It's just that our attention is focused on the negative things that are happening and vice versa for those people who practice and cultivate an attitude of gratitude what happens is that despite what can be going on in the world despite uncertainty despite financial insecurity because they are focusing on that which they are grateful for their brain automatically gives them more stimuli to um basically reinforce what it is that they're focusing on. And so another example of that um, is what they refer to as the yellow car phenomenon. So basically um, you buy a yellow car or a red car and all of a sudden you see all these yellow cars um, um, around you. It's not that all of a sudden all these yellow cars have taken to the road. What's happened is that because you've bought something or you're consuming something on a regular basis, all of a sudden you start to see more of that in your environment. And you know that, that example that I've just given you about the brain and focusing on the positive, it works both ways for positive and negative, but it's important to remember that the, the part of the brain that is doing that is called the reticular activating system. And it's saying, okay, you've programmed me and you're saying you want to see all the negative in your life, I'm going to show you in more ways than possible. And so all of a sudden you go on Instagram, your insecurities are being valid validated. Um, you hear a, um, um, a message in a TV program and your insecurities are validated. But for those who cultivate an attitude of gratitude, um, what happens is they start to see more experiences that reflect that which they're focusing on even while there's other things that are going on in the background that might tell them or might um, say that your circumstances um, suggest that you should be unhappy. This is why you have people, for instance, um, who are living on much, much less. And, you know, when they've done the happiness indicators of what makes us happy, they found out that a lot of people who don't have half of what we do have um, in the West um, are more happier than us. And why is that? It's because of what they're focusing on. I hope that helps. That comes to, you You, you spoke a lot about uh, positive psychology and like the, the yeah. founding father of that, I'm sure you know, is like Martin Seligman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he speaks about uh, learned optimism. Uh, yeah. And I was just wondering if you, you had any thoughts on that and what your approach to that would be. Okay, yes, most definitely. Um, so learned optimism is basically the idea that how um, just as we've learned to be helpless um, 
just as we've learned that um, we get to a point in our lives where we feel that we can't affect change, we can actually um, cultivate happiness. We can actually cultivate optimism. Um, and, you know, for a long time in psychology, there was this idea around just focusing on, you know, um, how to treat people, how to treat mental health through cognitive behavioral therapy, um, changing thought patterns, um, through just fixing the problem. But a lot of work wasn't being done on, you know, how, what are the characteristics of the happiest people, of the most optimistic people? Um, you know, what makes them um, live a life of flow and ease? Like, what are the characteristics? So we've got things like the happiness world indicators that show us who are the most happiest people. And you find it's like the Nordic countries that are the most happier, like Denmark um, and not the US or the UK. Um, and what's interesting about learned optimism is just the understanding that just because you're in a negative situation, um, just because maybe you grew up in a negative environment, that doesn't have to be your story. You can actually cultivate um, an attitude of hope. You can cultivate resilience. You can bounce back from adversity and you can cultivate optimism. And so it's that idea that, you know, our thoughts, positive thinking, um, um, focusing on that which is good and doing gratitude, it, it's a practice and an attitude that can be um, developed over time. So it's not as if there's some people who are just born unhappy and will forever stay unhappy and unfulfilled in their lives. It's this idea that no, actually through practice, through conscious intentional practice, we can actually change this. We can actually change the way we think. We can actually change the way we feel. And we can do this through various activities and practices, whether it's journaling, gratitude journaling, whether it's using affirmations, whether it's looking at resilience and bounce back factors and, and what it takes to be resilient and, and have that grit to kind of navigate all life circumstances. So it's not just navigate, navigating positive circumstances, but how do you still have optimism? How do you still cultivate um, an attitude um, of optimism, even in negative situations and circumstances? And that's what learned optimism is all about. It's not rejecting negativity. It's saying, how can we still be optimistic? How can we still have a positive outlook on our lives despite our circumstances. Um, and, and I think it's such an interesting um, area of psychology because it means for those people who are just stuck, they're not experiencing um, mental health issues such as um, chronic depression, or maybe they're not even experiencing anxiety, but they're stuck and they know that they're stuck. So there's an awareness that you're stuck. Um, you're no longer passionate about the work you do. Um, you're no longer thriving in your relationships. It means that for those people who who want a kind of self-help route to getting them out, getting themselves out of a place of 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 being stuck, rather, um, they have that opportunity to use daily practices from positive psychology and learned optimism um, exercises um, that can really help them navigate. Um, you know, or cultivate rather, you know, a more positive outlook on their lives, no matter the experience. That's, that's really profound, Ella. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Uh, I think I, we, 
we want to wrap this episode up by asking you a few questions uh yeah. and it's like a rapid fire round so don't think okay. it just just say whatever comes to your mind are you ready okay i'm ready all right what's your favorite book oh the alchemist is my favorite of all time it's on my bedside table um i love the book the alchemist by paulo cahello and your favorite podcast my favorite podcast right now is Love It or um, Leave It um, by Samantha Clark, which is around how to be happy at work. What is your favorite uh, song? My favorite song? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know why, but Tupac California Love. Um, it just makes me get up on my feet and want to dance. <laughs> nice. Your favorite movie? My favorite movie, oh, um, The Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. Love that movie. And uh, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Um, besides breathe, thank you, gratitude. I just say thank you. Just thank you. That's it. Thank you. Nice. And the last thing you do before you go to bed? The last thing I do before I go to bed, look at my vision board. Um, it's right directly in front of my um, bed. Um, so I look at my vision board, which just is a visual representation of my goals, my aspirations, the things I want to attract, um, create in my life. Um, so, yeah. I have another question, last question before you head out. Ooh. I just want to know what's the one word that you would describe yourself as and why? Mine first is amazing. Um, and the reason why I say that is because the last two years I have, um, done what I thought was impossible. Um, I have um, transcended beyond m a lot of my limitations, beyond my self-talk. Um, I've launched an incredible movement, Love Yourself Anyway, um, while we all, why we all still deserve our own compassion, time, and 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 love. Um, and so I think amazing would be one word to sum up because not only have I defied a lot of my limitations and self-imposed limitations, but I hear people saying that to me all the time. And sometimes I have to pinch myself and say, are they really saying this to me? And so I think, yeah, this is a moment to validate that actually, no, Della, you are amazing. You know, we've all got that amazing within us and, and it's important for us to all tap into that amazingness and awesomeness um, of us all in every single human being. Nice. I really like that. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Della. That was You're a really like, enlightening, yeah. positive episode. Um, I'm sure you. my yeah, listeners I... really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. Thank know. you so, so much, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And where can our listeners um, find you and love yourself anyway? Oh, yes. So you can find me at www.loveyourselfanyway.co. That's www.loveyourselfanyway.co. And um, on social media, on Instagram, it is at loveyourselfanyways. Um, and if you want to catch uh, um, some free um, online workshops, um, head over to Crowdcast and just type in Love Yourself Anyway and be able to find some of the replays of some of my free online workshops. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, Della.